Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas Season 9. I have an amazing guest here, Mr. Dylan Jacobson. If you guys have not heard of him, you're going to really be in for a treat because he's an amazing artist, and I'm excited for him to be here on the show. He's already been named One to Watch by Taste of Country, The Boot, and Sounds Like Nashville, stepping off the highs of a pre-pandemic 108-stop radio tour and an extensive high-energy touring schedule spanning 45 states and three continents. The Washington native settled into his home studio just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, to begin recording what would become his next album. From artist to songwriter and multi-instrumentalist to producer, Jacobson has always been one to do things his own way. And into his new album, Set Fire to the Night, he continues to prove himself as an outside thinker, and he strives to be this artist, of course, you guys that we love. Set Fire to the Night is a bounding step into the climate of today's society, but with a positive outlook on the present times and how you have the power to remain in control of your own tomorrows. It's a theme you'll find ingrained throughout the entirety of its track listing. Between the opening Jane Lee guitars, a beautiful and the silver lining and state of mind lyrics found in Don't You Think, there's a radi radiating energy that shines through. Songs like Get Back and Six only pr prove to solidify the country rocker stadium-like qualities and rhythmic flow that comes to a cusp with the closing track Into the Light. And I'm just very excited to have Dylan here on the show. And he agreed to be here. And we're going to learn a lot more about his career. But thank you, Dylan, for agreeing to be on Black Canvas. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Jerry. It's, it's, it's something we've been looking forward to is, is sitting down and talking with you. And um, yeah, just being here on Black Canvas today. This has been an exciting thing to look forward to. Well, I'm just so excited. I love country music. It's actually one of my favorite genres of music. And growing up in the South, you know, I just enjoyed that my family allowed me to listen to everything. And so I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, of course, jazz was one of the staples in, in my city. But I just enjoyed country. Of course, I love rock. I love soul. And people just like, wait, you like corn and you like Green Day? And then you also like... Uh, <laughs> Eric Church and, you know, Eric Clapton and Tony Bennett. And I just had a, just an array of artists that I enjoyed. And I love the new age music as well and seeing artists like Sam Hunt, um, of course, Carrie Underwood. It's just great to see different types of artists. And when I ran across your profile and your music, I was like, oh, he has to be on the show. I really love your voice. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's the cool thing about, you know, I feel like a lot of you know, people our age that we, we grew up on so many different styles, you know, we, we had so many options at the, you know, at the, the reach of our fingertips. And so, you know, being like some of the, <laughs> you, you start naming artists like Green Day and like, like, that's my childhood right there. You know, I grew up in Washington state and um, in the nineties, you know, I was born in the nineties. And so, um, you know, you, when you think of Seattle, you think of the grunge era, right? Obviously like I grew up on some of that stuff. Um, but you know, playing music from a young age, playing guitar since I was eight years old, I was writing songs, you know, middle school, writing songs in high school. And, 
And what pulled me to country music the most was the storytelling. Um, and it's just, it's so beautiful. Um, you know, the stories that you get in country music, whether that's sad songs, happy songs, you know, they make you feel something. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's been fun to kind of, you know, I, I call myself a country artist, obviously it's storytelling, but it's been fun to, you know, pull influences from all across the board. And I feel like you have the freedom to do that in today's day and age, right? I feel like you don't have to um, close that box in. For sure. And speaking of like feeling good in music, it kind of segues me into my first question. So I created some questions for you that are going to be based on some titles that I think you might know, but I wanted to I do it. something fun and be able to learn more about your history and also just you as a musician. So the first question, actually, the title is I Feel Good. So what are three songs or artists that put a huge smile on your face when you listen to them? <laughs> I love that you're bringing this. Okay, so when I think I feel good, um, artist-wise, so I just, I had the opportunity to uh, see Bruce Springsteen live. He's my favorite artist of all time. I, I, I had the opportunity to see him live about three weeks ago at the beginning of February. He kicked off his first tour in so many years, you know, post-pandemic, like they're back out on the road. It was so, like, I got emotional being there. I felt, I felt alive being in that in the crowd that night so bruce springsteen is definitely at the top of my list um tom petty's another big one for me and then number three i'm gonna have to go with uh john mellencamp those are those are one two three for me i love that so michael jackson is definitely on my list i love michael jackson will always love michael um whitney houston is another big one and i think country-wise, yes. I would say, oh, this is hard. I am a huge Keith Urban fan. So he, yeah, he, he's great. He's the one person I love to listen to. And I think the reason I love Keith Urban so much is because he has such a smooth voice, but you like feel something when he's, when he's performing and he's just so cool. Like when I see him just, I'm like, he's like someone you want to hang out with, like just have a good time. he's a fun guy he's a fun we've had the opportunity to play with him once or twice and though i haven't really had the opportunity to to meet him or talk with him uh very much at all like like you know um you know just seeing his presence and how he is just really can make an audience like you know he gets on that stage and you can really like he can turn your day around like he has so much when you think I feel good, right? Like he, he just kind of radiates that energy out there um, on stage. 100%. I love that. So I have a second part to this question. Um, what are mm-hmm. at least two activities you enjoy participating in that keeps you energized and happy? Oh man. Um, at least two. So I'm not limited to two here, right? You can do as many <laughs> as you want. <laughs> Perfect. It's hard to narrow it down, right? So obviously music has always been a big part of what I do, right? That's that's my career is I love um, every aspect of the music industry from the from the songwriting to the, you know, the recording process to getting out on the road and finally being able to play these songs. Um, 
for the audience. And so even here, right, just like talking about, um, you know, talking about, you know, what I do and talking to like being, having the opportunity to, to spread, spread the good vibes and spread the word of my music and, you know, stuff like that down to every, every aspect of the music. It's just, it's, it's really been um, something that brings me a lot of joy. Um, I'm also a fur father. <laughs> I got three dogs. I got two cats and they bring me so much joy. Um, and so that's a big part of my life. Um, and then also I would have to say something that like, cause you know, everyone has to have their hobby, right? Like music for me is, is, um, oh, it's my career. It's, it's, it's a, a career that I love doing, but I'd say if I, if someone asked me what my hobby was, I love collecting physical media. And, um, you know, for me that, that started out as a kid with CDs, you know, I have, so many CDs over the, that I've cultivated, cultivated over the years, um, down to, you know, like I'm a huge movie buff too. So I have a lot of physical copies of, you know, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, um, just kind of the entertainment, um, you know, movies and, and music and arts, like it really, like, I'm such an appreciate, I appreciate um, the art so much. So having that physical copy of something in your hand is always something that's been special to me. For sure. I mean, that's one thing I did miss about um, with Hurricane Katrina, losing a lot of things that I had kind of kept for many years, but I did recreate some of Ugh. that. So like the Simpsons was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. And so I'll never forget, like we were living in a hotel at that time before we found a place to live. And I would just remember, like, when I finally find a place, I'm going to buy, like, every season of The Simpsons I can and just, like, like keep a record. And so I still actually have yeah. almost every season left where I just kind of just ended up just collecting. I'm like, man, and I can, like, recite so many episodes from that show. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And then I love Lost. Lost is one of my favorite shows. Um, I used to actually leave school when I was in college to, like, rush home so I can catch it to record it. And so just remembering that experience of just where you were when you saw something or even with music, like music has shifted so much where I remember standing in line um, to go to Ticketmaster to help and buy a ticket to see someone perform where now, of course, things have kind of shifted where you have accessibility to music or even artists in a different way now than we had when we were younger. I mean, I'm an 80s baby. So just that experience of just growing up and, and just having a good time at concerts and just preparing for a concert and just, you know, just talking about it the next day or, you know, it was such a great experience. And so I still have that nostalgia to a certain extent um, when I see like artists like Adele who's on tour, you know, I know Beyonce, a lot of people are going to be going to go see her. And just when you hear this and people get so you know, energized, like I want to be there to, to, to be a part of something special. It just reminds me of just that, but just in a different way. Absolutely. And you talk about feeling that energy, you know, being at the show and feeling inspired. That's how I felt when I, you know, saw Bruce Springsteen a couple of weeks ago, it just completely re-sparked that fire that maybe, um, you know, it, it, that, that, the fire that sparked, you're always, you know, you're, that fire is always burning. Right. But it's like, there's certain things like seeing a, seeing one of your favorite artists live um, that 
really makes that fire just light up. And um, yeah, that was, that was a special moment for me. Right. Like I felt like, like <laughs> I listened to him for like, he had put out two, two new albums during the pandemic. And like, it was like finally being able to hear these songs that had never been played live. And it was, it was just emotional experience for me. Um, he has one song ghost that he hadn't, played at all and so like hearing that for the first time and it kind of comes back to me with you know with my music and like um this new album like finally being able to play these songs live for the first time um because most of them were written you know march april 2020 and i think we all know kind of what was going on in that time period so um yeah it's 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 I know you're talking nostalgia and stuff. It, 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 the live show is such a special experience. Absolutely, it is. And I think the song Ghost, if I remember correctly, came out in 2020, I believe, or something around that time frame. I could be all... Yeah, so we, um, the album Set Fire to the Night came out um, in in June of 2021. But, you know, from, from the period of 2020, like late 2020, um, and we're still kind of on the album cycle right now. Um, I think we're on our fifth single from the album. And so, you know, it's had this great run of song after song. Um, but yeah, we weren't, I mean, for the first two years of that, we weren't able to play any of the songs from it live. Wow. That's, that's crazy. But I'm really excited for you. Like I said, I know you're going to be able to get back on your tours and, and performing. We're going to talk about that early at the end and talk about your new music. But I want to go and kind of segue into a question that might get an interesting answer, but I want to see what you say to this one. So the title for this one is okay. In America. So if you were president for a day, what is one thing you would love to change for the Oh. That's so hard to narrow down to one thing, you know, my philosophy um, just kind of as a human being is just doing good for like the world and for others and, you know, for yourself, just about kind of radiating that positive energy. And, you know, if I was president for a day, I, I, I see so much, you know, wrong going on in the world with, you know, our planet and with the animals on our planet. And I would love to do something where I can help bring us back in the right direction when it comes to, you know, uh, making sure, you know, the animals and making sure that the planet is still here for centuries to come. Um, and what that is to to help that is is obviously a big topic, um, but I think that that's kind of where I would I would start is is by addressing something in that realm. I think that might be remind me of like the We Are the World kind of thing. You could maybe do a live aid concert. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, that was one of my favorite times. I love fundraising. I love seeing people come together and share. And actually, I, I talk about this show. I started it in May of 2020. And I wanted to find a way for us to be less divisive and more, you know, interconnected in different ways. 
And so my whole thought of the show originally, for people who have been supporting me since the beginning, it was more just mental health related, me just talking by myself. And then I finally got out of my comfort zone to start having people on the show and, and allowing them to share their experiences. And now it's, it's grown to a point where I'm talking to artists like yourself, who I have a huge admiration for what you're doing and you're following your dreams and you are helping to inspire so many other young people um, who are hopefully going to look up to you and be able to emulate what they see. And so I feel like that is the direction I want this show to continue to go in is, is inspiring others to follow your dreams, but just remind yourself that we're all still human and we can still gain a lot by listening and learning and accepting the differences we have, but just remembering our differences make us stronger, but it's about accepting the differences and not, you know, using it as a weapon. Yes. Yes. I'm all for that. You know, it's like at the end of the day, we're all human, like you said. And, you know, the fact that we can, you know, we are all in this together, right? We're all experiencing the same life on the same planet. And, and you can learn so much just from having the conversations with these people or listening to people. Um, You know, that's where we can grow. And I feel like when you, when you stop growing as a human, you know, that's something that, I mean, we should always be growing. We should always be growing as human beings. And, and, um, you know, when you talk about the inspiration aspect of that, you know, I think about, um, you know, how, when I was a kid, you know, going to shows and seeing shows live, how inspired I could get, um, as this little kid, seeing these artists on stage, you know, that, that kind of stuff inspired me to do music, you know, picking up a CD, um, at the record store, you know, going to Target or going to Best Buy or wherever you get your music and picking up a CD or there's just, you know, there's so much inspiration to be found out there and not even just specifically in music. Yes, you're right about that. I think like PBS was something I used to watch when I was younger, but I remember like Circuit City, like a lot of people forget about Circuit City. Yes. <laughs> Man, I, used to go. I love that place. I used to love it. But yeah, you're right, Dylan. Like I said, it's just reminding ourselves of those experiences and it helps us to grow. But speaking of going back to where we've come from, the next question is back to yesterday. So if you could give your younger self any advice what would you want to say to young Dylan? Oh man. I think that when you're young, everything feels like it's, it's life or death, right? Like it's black or white. It's everything has to go perfectly the way you thought it would be. Um, And that's not the case. The road is so it's a long and winding road, right? They're quoting the Beatles there. It's a long and winding road. There's so many, ups and downs and lefts and rights and it's not you don't just get to that goal that you want you know you the the road is long and you just got to keep on going and I think that when you tell yourself that and when you think that um you know there's certain things that are going to come your way um those things aren't the end of the world they're they're learning experience they're they're there are a a stepping stone there they leave you with room for growth and um i think that that's something i've learned over the years and you know hearing my future self tell me that everything's going to be okay and it's all going to work out the way 
that, you know, maybe it's not exactly what you thought it would be, but you're going to be happy. You're going to be, um, you know, you're going to feel alive and, and yeah, I wish I could tell myself that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, So I think you probably answered my second part to that question was I was going to ask if you could hit the reset button and, and do something different. Would you actually do that at all? I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Obviously, like there's certain things that maybe everyone has their regrets in life, right? Everyone has their regrets. But at the same time, those are our learning experiences. That's, that's literally what brought us to where we are right now. Maybe if, if you change one of those, like if (laughs) I'm a big movie buff. So if you go back and you think about those movies where you change one thing or like back to the future, right? You change too much. You go back to the present and it's not going to be the same. Um, So I wouldn't change a single thing. I'm, I'm happy. I'm content. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be where I am today. I love that answer as well. I think Dylan, it changes for me. There's some days when I say I would never want to change it. And then there, there are two instances I definitely wish I could go back to because I lost one of my best friends to leukemia um, when I was 14. Yeah. And so I wish that at that time that I'd said, I love you, or at least talked before that happened. And then I would definitely say another, and I, I really, really miss when I was in middle school. And so like from fifth to eighth grade was the best time I ever had. I always tell people like, that was when my life kind of changed for the better. And I had a lot of negative stuff going on at home at that time. But I remember just being so happy. I felt like I home and I learned so much and it helped me to grow you know scholastically but also just you know interpersonally and building genuine friendships and bonds because I didn't really have too many friends before then but I actually started competing in sports I started doing stuff that I never thought I could do I was out of my comfort zone so if I could like stay literally between fifth and eighth grade for the rest of my life that would be with the same people same situation I definitely would have stayed in that era forever because, I, I mean, the music was good back then. Just, I had a good time. I, I will say that was my best. Nine to 12, it was, it was yeah. a blur. I wasn't too happy then, but I was definitely excited in middle school. So shout out to St. Paul Lutheran, which is where I learned a lot. Um, I grew a lot as a human being for sure. And, and I thank my mom for giving me the opportunity because she asked me, do you want to kind of leave public school? And I was like, yes, I, I, I didn't even think twice. It wasn't that I didn't love it, but I was just there with a lot of bullying and aggression and I didn't get a chance to really grow the way I wanted to, but definitely making that switch, it, it helped me to, to get where I am for sure. I love that. So speaking of just like changes and, and beauty, it kind of goes into my next question, beautiful. So if you have the opportunity to travel and tour and you get to choose one country that you have never been to, but you're dying to see one day, which place would you choose and who would be your dream co-headliner? Oh, okay. That's, that's hard on the, on your, on, on the place that you want to go. Um, you know, we've, we've been blessed to be able to, to see a lot of places over the years. You know, I've been touring now for about a decade um and you know we when we we got over to Europe 
or I guess the UK specifically in, in for the first time in 2017. And we were over there for about a week and a half and I would love to go back there. I would love to, you know, be able to experience, um, you know, the lifestyle over there and experience, um, you know, expanding into Europe as well. Um, And then obviously when you say go headliner, I think we all know where this is going for Springsteen. <laughs> for Springsteen all day. Who knows? Hopefully this gets to him at some point. I, I One thing I will say, I actually talked to a guest on here in the past and we were talking about some dreams and aspirations. And I said, put it out there. You never know what's going to happen. And actually something we talked about actually ended up happening. So I'm like, oh, wow. And it happened pretty quickly. So I'm like, well, let's put it out there. Bruce is going to hear this oh, one day. And he's like, uh, come on, Dylan, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep, I keep saying, if you need an opener for this tour, um, you know, my schedule is opening up. Absolutely. For <laughs> sure. It'll open up if it wasn't open. <laughs> for me, I've heard that Ireland is amazing. I've heard a lot of people say Ireland. So that would be a place I would ever want to go. And then I heard Wembley. Uh, isn't that in the UK, I believe, is Wembley Stadium? Yeah, yes, it is. So that might be a great place for you to tour in the future. If you haven't been, I would love to see you on Wembley Stadium tour doing something really cool. That'd be great. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if that happens, my schedule's opening up, right? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so I know I said in your bio that you were named one to watch by Taste of Country. So can you kind of tell us about where you were when you found out about this and what was it like to be named one to watch? Yeah, that's kind of, you know, those are the little milestones that we always try to celebrate, right? Obviously, that's kind of a big one, right? Um, being named one of the up, you know, the up and comers in the, in the country music world, Um but I think no, no matter how big, no matter how small, like especially in recent years, we've always tried to celebrate every single victory. Um, and so, you know, thinking back to where I was when, when we heard that, you know, we had a big, um, a big year back in 2019 with the whole radio thing. And, and I believe it was when we were out on, we were getting ready to start the radio tour thing. Um, 2019 kicked off. We were, um, starting a the year off in January with a tour in Australia, um, went over there to play a festival, and then we come back home, and I had a new album coming out, I Am, and then that was what kicked off this radio tour. And you know, in the midst of all that, we were getting these one to watch and in country music, and um, yeah, that was a special year all around for me and, and, and being able to experience the world and um, being able to experience it through the songs that I was writing. You know, these songs were taking me to places that as a kid, you know, that seems so far fetched, you know, like my music one day is going to be able to allow me the opportunity to travel across the globe. And that's that's a pretty special thing. Um, so yeah, the, the, the one to watch is things. Those were, those were pretty special for me. 
I think that's a great point that you just made there, Dylan. It's like your gift is making room for you to go in so many places and to touch so many people's lives, but you're learning about different culture, different experiences through your music, working with different artists, different producers. Like that's the, the beauty of music. And I think COVID has really helped so many people learn how to be creative, but still being able to release and, 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 and post, yeah. you know, the, the pandemic and things that we've seen. Of course, we're still in it, but just not to the same extent. Um, we're starting to see how life has shifted. I remember watching so many Instagram live concerts or, um, and that's kind of why I got the concept. Um, one of my favorite shows growing up was MTV Unplugged. And so I would watch TRL and MTV Unplugged growing up. And so I created Space Between to give people a voice to be able to perform songs on a podcast, which I don't think many, if any, people are doing that live on their phone to do something of that sort. So I was like, how can I do something fun to remind you of radio, but also it's more you know, intimate and we can talk about the songs in between and give people that, that voice. And so I remember doing so many fun episodes and just trial and error just having a good time and it was just like oh this is cool and you get to really get to hear people share the music and talk about what you know went behind the making of songs and so this kind of segues into my next question for you which is about your song get back which is amazing by the way um you're welcome so can you tell us about the making of the song and how important is thank you um this song in your music career this is this is a really special one for me. Um, in fact, I was I was uh, you know from the moment we released this record, I was just so anxious to get this song like to have it in the forefront um, and have it be featured as a single on this record. Um, and I think you know for those who haven't listened to the song yet, it's about you know getting back to the music that you grew up on, getting back to the the music that inspired you as a kid. And um, you know for me. I spent a lot of time, you know, we, in 20, uh, before 2020, we were on the road nonstop, like, uh, like almost the entire year round, we were going, 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 you know, getting everywhere we could. And so when March, 2020 hits and all of those dates um, from that point on are completely wiped off your calendar, you're, you're stuck at home and um, you start to, you know, think about a lot of things and appreciate those little things that are around you. And so I dive back into a lot of the, that physical media, the, you know, the, the CDs and the vinyls that I own um, and just fell in love, refell in love um, with music um, just like I did when I was a kid. And so that's what I ended up getting the idea for the song um, from. And so I sat down with a, um, a guitar one day and, and, uh, just kind of went to town. It just it poured out of me. <laughs> well, if I could have any type of talent like yours to pour out of me in that way, then I'd probably be quitting my career. Uh, <laughs> but that was really cool. And I loved like seeing the different, you know, reels and stuff that you're doing and, and posting with the song in many different ways. I think it's it's a great marketing tool. That's what I love about the internet. There are some positive parts to it. That can be very helpful if you can use it and market it in the right way. You can still get a lot of traction for sure. Yeah. So this is the fun part I really enjoy. So I'm going to ask you some quick, if you can give me your first rapid response to these questions. So 
if your fans could use one word to best describe you, what word do you think they would use? Um, uh, smiley. I've always got a smile on my face. <laughs> I love that. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, what about what word would your close family members use to describe you? Ooh, passionate. Um, you know, my parents, they have always known me as a music just I go come home from school I'm right there with my guitars I'm recording songs you know like I've just been always like uh, sitting in class at school uh you know on a on a computer on Google Maps routing the tours I'm gonna go here and then I'm gonna go so passionate I've just always had the drive to um to know what I wanted to do Awesome. And the last rapid fire question is if you could be remembered for one thing as either as a person or artist, what would you want to be remembered for? Oh, I want to be remembered for inspiring people to changing their lives. Um, You know, even if it's in the littlest of ways, you know, through my music, um, especially in recent years, you know, I've, I've been writing these songs in hopes you know it's it's been my form of therapy right honestly like sitting down and writing these songs that um i'm practicing what i preach and that is um you know positivity good vibes encouragement getting seeing the light at the end of the tunnel um uh setting fire to the night like if i can play these songs that i'm writing and not only change the way that i'm feeling but if it changes somebody else and, you know, how they go about their day and, you know, it, changing their mindset in their life and, and really inspiring them, that is so rewarding. And um, even if it's just one person, I think that that is, that's the legacy I want to leave. I was about to say, that's a great Lady Gaga reference. If there's a hundred people in a room. <laughs> There's only that one. Is that the is that the one she there was that video of her saying it over and over again? <laughs> but I think it's a true statement though. I mean, we, we have to get to the point of yeah. just accepting our differences, but also remembering what we are doing things for, whether if it's a career, whether if it's a passion, whether if it's a job, whether if you know, the assignment is really finding ourselves in our experiences and then also you know, paying it forward and listening to other people and, and their challenges and being that voice, that social consciousness, you know, for in so many circumstances. I think that artists and even my platform, there's so many platforms out there where your voice can be used for positivity. And so I always tell people, if you're coming to my show with drama, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to encourage and inspire. There's enough of that going on around that I don't need that type of show. This show is about helping to give people a voice or to maybe enhance their voice or have other people understand that they can find a voice within their experiences. And I feel like with people like you on this show, Dylan being able to talk openly and and be candid about the challenges you face, but also how you've persevered and found your way through this, this the way you're navigating in this music career is amazing. So I think you're, you're going to help so many individuals after hearing this. You're welcome. So I only have two last questions for you. you. I'm going to combine these last two. So the first question, um, can you tell our listeners what's next for you Mm -hmm. that you have coming up? And the second part of that is how can our listeners find you online? 
Yeah, so uh, we just released the new single, Get Back. Um, and so you can listen to it on all the streaming platforms. Um, we're super excited on this one. Um, if you want to check out the full record, it's called Set Fire to the Night. Um, and that is also available on all the streaming platforms. Um, you know, coming up the rest of 2023, I think that we're going to continue um, with maybe one more song off of Set Fire to the Night. You know, this was this was a huge passion project of mine, being able to um, you know, say all these, these, these forms of therapy through songs for me. Um, and so uh, I'm curious to know when people listen to this album, if they haven't listened to it yet, uh, what's your favorite songs on this record? And if you had to pick that last single, what would you choose? I have something in mind. I'm not going to share it quite yet, but you know, you never know. You might change my mind on on what, what it is. You know, the fans have the power these days to to really influence. Um, you know, I want to hear what they're saying. I think that that's so special. Um, and so, you know, the rest of 2023, we got maybe one more song that we're going to be pushing here on the new record, and then I, I'd say maybe some some brand spanking new music coming at some point later in 2023 as well um so a lot of stuff to look forward to and um you know whether i see people online or at a show later this year um wherever that may be i love seeing the comments and i love meeting people face to face so um i try to respond to everything i can online and i appreciate people um saying hello well we appreciate you so much I would love to one day work with you on, on maybe I, I love to write music. So maybe that might be something I'll sing you lyrics one day. If you want to kind of look at it, you can create a melody to it if you like. And cause I want, I love writing, like writing has yeah. always been a point of mine of just conveying what I want to share, but hopefully one day it can be a collaboration. I'm not Bruce Springsteen, but we're going to make it work anyway. I- <laughs> Neither am I. Neither am I. I worship that man. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, we're, we're going to make it work. But I will definitely keep in contact with you. And hopefully in the future, you have something you can use um, that hopefully can inspire someone. I feel like, you know, inspiration is something we can garner and learn from. And just this interview, I've been inspired to learn more about your history and, and things that you're going to continue to, to evolve and grow as a, not only an artist, but as a human being. So this has been nothing but a pleasure for me. And I can't wait to hopefully have you back either here on Black Canvas again or having you perform a space between. Um, it would just be great to just have you back for sure. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me, Jerry. Anytime. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, thank you again, Dylan. Uh, This has been such a fun time. I have just laughed so hard. I've had a good time and we're going to keep in contact. So if you need anything from me to promote or push or share your music, things that are going on, please let me know. I love being able to be that that voice to share. And when anything's coming up, if you need my support, I'm 100% there to support the best I can. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, you have a great rest of your evening and we'll talk soon. Hey, you too. Take care. All right. Bye.
Yeah.